Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with a bonus episode of your second favorite podcast. I'm here with the usual suspects, Garrick and Gabe. Justin uh, got into a car crash and he's no longer with us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm he's, kidding. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Serge, you can move in now. Yeah, yeah right. Serge can move in. <laughs> no, uh, he, he had some stuff to take care of, so we're, uh, we're just going to handle this today. But luckily, um, we have Decay on the pod, Keith and Sean. What is up, guys? What up? Thanks for having hey, me. Dude, my, our pleasure. We're, yeah. we're so glad to have you guys on. So, it is my understanding that you guys just dropped an EP like a week ago at this yeah. point. We're recording this on the 30th, so like a week and change ago. Something like that. Yeah, we dropped the test ones on the 18th. That's awesome. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because I actually found you guys on... Do you know that Apple Music thing where like they like update a playlist for like your picks every like week or so yeah yeah okay so uh living death actually popped up on that playlist because like you know it's all over the place so i was listening to it and i was like oh jesus christ who the fuck yeah, is this band seriously. and then i added the they added the the ep and then you know they got familiar with the stuff and then uh and then you guys hit us up, and we, we were so glad to have you guys on. So thank you, first of yeah. all, for taking the time out of, out of the day real. to come on the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. Our pleasure. So uh, let's jump right in. So when did you guys first start to write the the new EP, Pestilence? <laughs> you want to take that, Keith? Or do you like- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it's... It's it's basically like a like a pandemic EP. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, we started we started writing it. Um, I mean, we we put out our previous EP um, right around the time that the pandemic started mm-hmm. um, originally, and then this one, uh, Pestilence, we put out or we started writing. Um, few months after that we started working on on this one specifically and writing for it but yeah during the during the course of the pandemic we we kind of put this one together gotcha gotcha now is this uh from other albums or other things you've been uh, written before or is this something that you kind of you know uh, put up the previous ep and then went all right six some new stuff and kind of moved on from there yeah that's kind of how we work uh as soon as we're done with one thing we just we're on to the next thing we keep keep moving Uh, we're we're uh we're working on. We're already working on on a new EP. Jesus Christ, uh, you guys are same. savages, man. That's awesome. Uh, I just wanted to ask: Did you guys find it hard at all to get any inspiration or just ideas while in the pandemic for the EP? Because I know we've talked to a lot of bands like Ozai and Cell Damage, and they've had trouble like Katadin too, and yeah. Katadin. Yeah. Not really Katadin. Sorry, <laughs> not really trouble, but they had like a sort of a, a pause moment when they were trying to think of new ideas, especially within this pandemic, because we're all locked indoors. We didn't really have much like in way of inspiration or just a stimulus. You know what I mean? Like, did you yeah. guys have any trouble with that at all, or was it just like immediately? We uh, we're the type of band that. <clears throat> Um, I mean, we have a core, like our, our guitarist, David, he, uh, he writes all of our, most of the music beforehand. So, mm-hmm. um, when our drummer comes in and everything like that, um, and they put the whole track together, you know, my part obviously with vocals is I'm writing. And so, yeah, it's been kind of weird with the pandemic mm-hmm. with, uh, lyrical focus, but, um, I just kind of stepped out of that and had to just kind of get, I guess, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I, and it's funny drawing back to David, you know, like I think for the, during the pandemic, we had to transition into our jobs working from home, mm-hmm. still having to work. Um, and that made us have to step away in its own sense. So what we just kept doing is just kept communicating, you know, sending each other videos. Um, I live in Phoenix, the guys live in Tucson. So mm-hmm. for them, they can get together easier for, you know, for me to come down, but, um, just good communication, man. I think just, sending each other videos back and forth. David and I did that a lot. Um, it just worked, you know. Now, was that your, your primary different way? Da- different, uh-huh. David. You know, go for it. Oh, no, I was just saying it's a different different uh, age now that we're in. That yeah, we're exactly. Just like, you know, communication, being able to send wave files. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, were the videos your primary way of sending each other music or did you, you know, MP3s or, you know, uh, voice memos? What was your guys' kind of like uh, way to send each other music? It's funny because um, David David's studio, uh, like David has a studio. That's where we've done everything to care since mm-hmm. the beginning EP. Um, he'll just start writing and he'll send us like a little clip, uh, like a little video of him playing. And we get together. And from that point, a lot of the time we continue writing off of that. But mm-hmm. it's almost like that ump. He'll give us like, hey, here's a taste of this ne- next track. Um, and that allows me, that helps me uh, focus on my lyrics for all of that. But yeah, I think every band has their own kind of style i think people had to change it up you know a lot of bands have been created with people in different states mm-hmm. yeah um so we're just in a different different age now and um it's been interesting to this whole pestilence release because it really is a pandemic release right yeah. um and we look back at it and you know we put it out and uh we're we're, we're stoked man next step is uh bringing it to life and playing it live yeah, that's and and plus you guys put out at a good time now yeah. that everything's kind of slowly starting to open up. Shows are kind of coming back, so this was a, a, a impeccable timing in your guys' yeah, part. Exactly. So, awesome, awesome job yeah. on that. Before, prior to this release, was do you feel more comfortable now that you guys have had to, you know, not meet in person as much and kind of send things back and forth? Were you more comfortable with doing that, or were you more comfortable with meeting in person? To kind of, because I know that some bands they do this thing where they have to be in the room, feel that creative energy from multiple people, just like like in real time. But you know, there's pros and cons to everything like that because sometimes, like if you send somebody something before they get it back to you, you have time to kind of think on it, make changes, and kind of like you know dwell on what you did. Whereas opposed to if you're in a room, you get that feedback in real time. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. So what what's kind of the the way that you guys like did? How did this change? I guess the creative process for you in terms of the headspace of being in a creative mindset. You know, if that made, if that made any sense. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I got you. It's funny because yeah, when it comes down to it, every track we we're in the room for for the finish, um, just to get just to get that feel. Of I course, feel like yeah. To put it all together um, from across each other and sending each other stuff can only go so far. Correct. Uh, yeah. But we just we took advantage of what we could do, and I think for us we would. Uh, it's funny, Keith can attest to this too. We would just we'd be all we'd be there all day together <clears throat> for multiple days, just doing our right, thing, getting yeah. lunch, coming back to the studio, and I think for us, uh, just grinding. We're the type. Yeah, we're the type of guys. Um, we're a little bit older, not like old or anything, but we're definitely like a band that's not you know new, so Correct. we're used to it. And it's sense of what we got to do to like for releases and everything. So yeah, you know, coming off the shades of grief, I came back into the band like shortly after they released that. So, um, at what, what Keith had said about us, so writing, we just stepped right into the next part of it. 
Yeah, that's 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 always a good thing too, is especially when when you're I guess such an active band where you're always writing and always doing something where you kind of never have a chance to kind of go and get stale on some things because, you know, sometimes if bands take, you know, months, even years between releases, they're like, do we even still want to do this as a band? Because you kind of get stale where you're not, you're not exercising that creative muscle and it kind of puts you in a funk where like, you're just like, I don't know if I really want to, you know, keep writing this or write something else or or, or what I want to do. And so, at least for me, I love to see it when bands are are always in that mindset of like, let's never stop doing what we're doing because there's no reason to like like if we're enjoying it and we're creating stuff that we want to do, then you know I, I've always I always love to see that that kind of that process of you know creating start to finish that's done all right cool next thing all right cool next thing all right cool next yeah. thing and then now you guys are already looking at shows and whatnot and um so you don't have to answer this if you don't want to do you guys already have like shows that you're looking to book soon or like some that are already in the works or or uh if that's classified you don't have to answer that but you know. yeah um i i would say this uh keep your eyes for tomorrow Ooh. oh very cool very ominous i like it so so yeah. th- this is going to come out tomorrow so that'll be today keep your eyes peeled today, today yeah, exactly. <laughs> for today yeah 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 that's we, awesome um we've just been you know i think a big other part of the pandemic and this whole experience stepping away from touring and shows is uh you know creating our structure of what we wanted to do right and <clears throat> how we were going to approach it so we've had a lot of time uh, to kind of gain the right team for it. So we're super right. stoked, man. Yeah, we're, we're definitely stoked. I've noticed that's a kind of a blessing in, dis- in disguise where where along those same lines, people have kind of had to, they're forced to go back to the drawing board and make sure that everything they have is in order. We're like, you know, yeah. you're forced to take off time to make sure that everything that you have is like, okay, is this really what we want to do? Is this is this a good plan? Like, is this, you know, you 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 have that extra time like a big reality check. Correct. Almost. Like, like e- even though yeah. it sucks, you guys can't do anything. You have that time where you're forced to kind of reevaluate everything from the ground up to where, you know, you have to double check and cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure everything's in order. So I, th- I think, I think for a band like you guys who is so active, that's like one of the most beneficial things that you can do because as much as it sucks not playing shows and not touring and not, you know, exposing people across wherever to new, to new music, it's like, yes, however, dot, 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 we get to reevaluate and make sure that everything that's coming behind us is what we need, when we need it, where we need it. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Did your uh, release of the album... Um timing wise did you guys kind of like hope this would kind of happen and you know things would be opening up or was it kind of yeah. just like fuck it we'll put it out later in the year and hoping to god we can go you know tour or do whatever it kind of just fell into place nice. i'd say yeah i would um it was a crazy release you know what i mean mm-hmm. um the preparation for it and we had we had different dates that we were playing with um but we're happy about it in the end just because like, yeah, like I said, again, it just, it just fell into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's insane though. You know what I mean? Because I, I remember in the middle of that whole, you know, we're away from shows. I think a lot of people were like, I, is this sober? You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. That was the biggest question. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's definitely, um, it's just given us that push mm-hmm. and we're uh, trying to create that endurance, you know, to be able to keep that consistent. Yeah. We were just kind of, we put it out, we were hoping for the best because mm-hmm. this, the pandemic really 
changed the way that you release absolutely music at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we've been we've been trying because, like, this this would be like our first release, or it has like is our first release under those circumstances. And right. so, trying to navigate like now how you adjust as a band to releasing music without releasing a song, playing shows, going on a tour, doing that, and then like releasing another song, playing more shows and like doing all of that to kind of support your support your music. Um, and kind of getting eyes on what you're releasing and trying to navigate that has been kind of uh uh it's new. Yeah. And so it, it's Correct. kind of been yeah. an adjustment for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you guys and a lot of people were, you know, like I said, it, it, that's the biggest thing that I, that we've noticed across, you know, uh, uh, across everything where people are like, well, this release, we had to do things so differently because what, like everything that we were doing before, which was like, you know, because you think about it, every release before, it's like, it's release, tour, release, tour, because you, you know, you want to get that exposure to people like, Hey, we have this thing that we're proud of. Let us show it to you. Let us play it for you. Let mm-hmm. us do this. But because, you know, I, like we, we, we talked to Katahdin about this. They're a, a band from up in the East coast and they're, they're awesome guys. But, uh, they were like, yeah, we literally had to re strategize on everything because we had to put so much into, don't worry about it. We had to put so much into social media and like actual marketing because we couldn't tour, you know, that it kind of forced us to like go forward with a different game plan entirely. Yeah. We, uh, we have, we have a whole, I mean, at this point we're still sitting on a whole EP that we've never played before. Like live. Correct. Uh, yes. you know, the shape, the shape, Sage of Grief EP that we've, we've never even played before. We released yeah. it, but like, cause it right came out in 2020, right? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. And I think that like, personally, I think, the and the Acacia Strain deserves a lot of props for the way that they released oh my God. their Absolutely. decay Dude. their decay album mm-hmm. with like one song from the album like yep. every what like month or so like, like two weeks or something like that years. yeah yeah like yeah. it kept running the singles game mm-hmm. everybody's attention yeah. and everybody's like well what's next mm-hmm. what are they coming out with like what and like that seems to be at this point with like without touring and stuff that mm-hmm. seemed to be a very smart way to do it yeah. correct yeah was that something that you guys were possibly interested in doing or were you a dead set on being like oh we're gonna wait put, put everything out and then by the stroke of you know god essentially being like hey <laughs> sweet now we can tour <laughs> uh, it, I, I don't know i think in the end like the change of uh you know there was like multiple band member changes mm-hmm. within the time of shades um and, and with and with all of that, so we were just kind of focused at that point on doing the structure that we had done before and just popping out a new EP instead of a full length, obviously. Of course, yeah. Um, but we're but we're about that though. Like what had Keith had said is that's the new that's the new marketing strategy, obviously. Yeah. And continuation on for touring and everything like that. People um, are really attracted to you know bands taking that focus on each of these singles. Correct. Um, and you can almost see different concept art behind everything and yeah. for that it's insane so i think yeah the acacia strain of Dev definitely like influenced that heavily absolutely um, i would say them and them and, them and spirit box too are like the two yeah. the two bands that are just oh, like, dropping yeah yeah 
they they're killing it. Yeah, I, I, it. I believe didn't Sleep Token do that too? They, they released like one song off the entire album until they, the album came out. They just started doing it yeah, right now on Instagram. Like they'll post snippets yeah. and then yeah. they'll release a song and then they'll post snippets like a couple weeks later. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start seeing every single band. Probably yeah. Doing that now. Yeah. Because well, you know, the, actually, it's kind of funny because the first, the first like demographic I ever saw doing that was like with hip hop artists like Suicide Boys and all those guys were like we'll do this thing we'll just, they'll just release singles and for like year, you know basically. for like a year yeah. and all of a sudden like hey yeah. here's a full album you know yeah. what I mean and it's like oh Jesus yeah. because like you know if you're constantly putting music out no people have no choice but to remember yeah. all the crazy like 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 you know with Spirit Box with Acacia Strain where they're, they're, they're always dropping yeah. like right when you stop start to forget like here's something new it's like oh exactly. Jesus so it's like yeah yeah yeah, you just awesome. hit it every second to keep that relevance all mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Yeah. So uh, when you guys, or well, particularly uh, uh, Sean, when you approach to writing lyrics for something, do you decide to go personal? Do you decide to go outward? Like what What kind of is, is you're like, okay, well, I want to write lyrics, but, you know, I mean, obviously you don't, you can't force it because that kind of stuff never, it never really comes out the way that you want it to, but when you do get inspired to write lyrics, what usually do you draw from? Yeah, Pestilence, um, Pestilence was super personal. Mm -hmm. I think uh, my leave in Decatur in 2017 um, and moving up to Phoenix with everything, I uh, couldn't really, I think pull everything together. I think at that point it would be hard for me to write a full EP, right? I was right. 21. It was growing, right? And um, I was able to kind of hone in on all that. Mm. Having the pandemic, switching a lot of, you know, having a lot of change and just being older. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Writing's always been kind of something natural to me. I loved English in school growing up and I just kind of drew into the stuff that was kind of, I was keeping kind of locked in there. Mm-hmm. And, it's been kind of easy for me to express that. So yeah, pestilence for me has a lot of like imagery and it's, it's very, very personal about my life and a lot of different things of my friends and experiences and what I've seen. Of course. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's funny because I think that, uh, for decay and the coming back of it, I'm not going to focus all of my, uh, my writing just on that. I love concepts. And so it's going to, you'll see a lot of different types of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of concept album as well. It's like my favorite type of like, you yeah. know, and like Macedon, Behemoth, like all those bands that do like full concept records. Yeah. It's like, yes, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And we have that, we have that in Pestilence for sure. Yeah. And like that was something that I started, you know, kind of realizing too with this release. Right. Yeah. That's like, what I wanted to ask cool. you. Yeah. Yeah. So when, let's, let's kind of rewind a few years to kind of the, the beginning of, of, of Decay or, um, so first of all, how did you guys end up meeting? Like, were you guys friends from, from school or when, like, like, how did you guys decide to, uh, to be like, Hey, let's just start a band. Like, like, let's, 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 let's do this thing for real. We were all, were playing in different bands in Tucson, um, Tucson in that day. I mean, it's still obviously it's a scene, but, uh, yeah, we just all came from different scenes and David, uh, our guitarist mixes a lot of different bands there. So I was in a metalcore band and was working with him at the time on just new stuff and we'd always were like kind of linking up and I'd always known that he's a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harrison was in another band too at the time. He had just moved down here and we just, I think within time as you keep, you know, you play with bands and you got to meet that different people and different bands. You kind of, of like course, yeah. Create the new type of group. We all got together legitimately one day at our friend David's house, our guitarist, um, and just established what we wanted to do. 
um, as a band and kind of gained an agreement, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so that, yeah, that's how it started. Instead of, yeah, we all go back like David and I and Keith, Keith's a little bit older than me, but we've all just played in the CSUN scene. Right. So, uh, so you, guys, you guys all grew up in Arizona. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So d- really quick, kind of growing up in the, in the Arizona scene, now that you guys have had the chance to, you know, play shows here and there, do, do you find that your scene, particularly in, in Tucson or, 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 you know, where you guys grew up, is different even like a couple of cities over or like, you know, even like, like, a, like a state or two over? Because I know that, you know, we're from Los Angeles and, yeah. you know, we, we take a lot of trips up to the Bay here and there and it's so different you know, culture-wise, music-wise, scene-wise, the Bay scene is so much different than the scene in L.A. Because, you know, I mean, rewinding to pre-pandemic when things were normal, you know, like Southern California, hardcore, metalcore, whatever you want to call it. So the Southern California scene in general was just so, like, distinct. And then you go up to the NorCal scene, it was just also so distinct. Like, Jesus, this is the same state? Like, it's totally different where, like, you know, the people... The music influences are totally different. Yeah. We're like, you know, the the people in the scenes are different. Like everything is so, so diverse when you just go a few a few hours apart. You know, mm-hmm. so so yeah. yeah. So is it the same for you guys? Like like you guys find that you know across Arizona or even like you know a state away that it's is it that noticeable for you guys when you guys play shows outside of your hometown? Keith, how how would you? Because like it's Phoenix um, and Tucson are so different, but I'll let Keith take that. I mean. In Arizona, like, I'd say that, like, things are pretty close, like, pretty tight-knit. Like, I mean, there is, like, there's an obvious difference between, like, Tucson and Phoenix, but, like, in the music scene, yeah. like, you go from Tucson to, the music, but, yeah, you go to Tucson to Phoenix, and you're like, I mean, I know these people, but, like, these, like, these are, we're all, we all kind of run in the same circles, listening to, listen to the same music, uh, uh, very, sim- very similar scenes, um, but, there, there. I could, I could see that there could be a difference. Like, if you're going to go from like Arizona to like maybe Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, potentially like a different, you could get like a different vibe or a different feel. Right, uh, that, yeah. that, that could be possible. Yeah, I think that in California, whenever we played there, there was way more people to stuff than it's going now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there just was. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not in Arizona, but that culture was very, very alive. Yeah, I've I've even noticed that where like you know I've gone to shows in Texas, I've gone to shows in Nevada, I've gone to shows in we're like you know the most active I guess participants at shows that I've experienced on the West Coast at least is always been in Los Angeles in the yeah. Bay, like just kind of yeah. California in general. Yeah, are we just angry? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking Texas. It's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, we um, it's so funny because we it's been a minute since we've played and it's yeah. been longer for me than them. It's been years for like four years i just wow. did that book for mark's life a couple weeks ago but that was oh, like yeah. my first time on stage oh those are our boys man yeah, we, we, yeah shout out to sam he's, yeah he's, he's yeah those podcast. are my dudes they live like they live like 15 minutes down the street no That's shit so yeah we love those, awesome. yeah. we love those guys yeah, yeah. sam say we, 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 yeah. we had sam on the podcast like a month ago yeah. um and yeah we we love sam he's great yeah hell yeah sam's a good dude but um no yeah i think that uh since i've i don't know i've moved here about like four years ago from tucson mm-hmm. and uh I'm starting to see all these bands blown up around here. There's like those blends of kind of new metal bands. Um, 
we've always had Arizona for me, and I know Keith can test this too. We've had a lot of metalcore mm-hmm. and like hardcore, mm-hmm. and Keith even plays in another deep down band as well. So Keith actually plays in multiple bands in Arizona. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's diverse, man. We I feel like we kind of got it all, and yeah, you do catch some people playing in like different genres and right. stuff like that. Um, but there is a, definitely a different scene in California than Arizona. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a bigger scene altogether, and I mm-hmm. think <clears throat> Arizona is still trying to grow, and you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, it's been the, to, uh, you were the death metal scene right here is right now in, in Arizona is real. Yeah, I was actually about to say mm-hmm. we're like you yeah, guys, you guys have so much like crazy shit coming out of Arizona. We're like yeah. you know, in LA in the Bay, you kind of can tell it's more influenced by like kind of more power violence-y, kind of like traditional hardcore yeah. kind of stuff. Like you don't see a whole lot of like good metalcore. Well, you don't see a whole lot of like 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 metalcore type yeah. music coming out of California. It's mostly like a lot of like thrash inspired or power violence inspired yeah. so like you know you have nails drain all the like bands of the of that such but like yeah. arizona's always been like a hotbed for just like really heavy shit yeah, like, like really just like super yeah and i've even noticed over the past like couple of years just bands mm-hmm. are just coming out of arizona and you're like well what the fuck like i feel like yeah. five years ago not that there wasn't anyone but like it was a it was significantly less, less yeah. than now and now yeah. all of a sudden yeah. there's like 15 bands that i'm like holy shit they're from arizona like, yeah, what the yeah fuck? exactly what the fuck? yeah this yeah yeah. So sick. yeah like people finally getting together with the right people man exactly you know yeah I mean? yeah all the kids That's who were in high school bands happening. correct yeah and, exactly and to that same point where like like he said like just a few years ago there wasn't and then all of a sudden it's like all these bands just kind of flew out of yeah. nowhere like all holy grew shit up and figured out we like to play better music yeah exactly right yeah, that's you're totally right on that, man. It's been just like an eruption of mm-hmm. constant heat, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice too, because it's like not not that it's you know shitty to see the same bands coming out of the same places, but it's always like okay, cool. There's there, a, like, there's, there, there's there a beca- new spot. There becomes a formula yeah, after a while. We're exactly. like you kind of know what to expect. You're like okay, Midwest is gonna be metalcore. Ah, yeah, totally, East Coast totally. gonna be beatdown. Yeah, LA is gonna be totally. thrashy shit. Correct, it's, but it's yeah. it's it's good to kind of yeah. see you know, a new spot for really good music coming out of, of a different place where just a few years ago there wasn't a whole lot of buzz from and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's, here's 50 new yeah. bands where they're putting out all like Bangers. super sick shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a lot of bands too that have like members like living in these different states and they're yep. just kind of mm-hmm. repping on that state, which, mm-hmm. you know, that helps, you know? Yeah, I mean, with the look, co- at, with COVID look at Kublaik on, they're, yeah, they're, they're like from four different states. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah dude. But I feel like with the, the pandemic, having bands with members in multiple states almost made it easier because they didn't necessarily have to like, oh, okay, we have to like meet up every six months to like kind of do this shit. It's always yeah. like, hey, just send me wave files and we'll kind of put this shit out on the internet and yeah. then it just correct. Yeah. Out and people they weren't like, forced to meet face to face. Exactly. And it's like, correct. Where are you from? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. And we, uh, the one thing that we have seen um, is, you know, the shows that have come back here mm-hmm. are just, they're insane. They're all, they're, a lot of them are getting sold out. Yeah, that insane. Mark Live show looked nuts. Dude, yeah, I, exactly. I, I watched that live stream and that looked insane, mm-hmm. dude. Dude, there was, yeah, it was sold out. It was insane. And I mean, I don't, I don't even remember the last time. I remember years of Arizona shows where like these headliners would roll out and there's like 20 people. No yeah. shit. You know? That's so crazy. it's like, I think people, I think people finally started like, you know, not taking it for granted. We had music taken away. We had these live shows taken mm-hmm. away. And then once we had the back, people were like, you know, they're craving it right from the beginning. Yeah. So we're super stoked, you know, for our, our sense. And we definitely love our state and um, we want to keep playing and doing our thing. So yeah, we got a lot of plans. That's awesome. 
So it's kind of going back again to the beginnings of 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 decay. Or I know that this isn't. I know that this this. I have to phrase this carefully because people kind of get upset when I ask this question. Here we go. I I I would always ask like, oh, what were your influences? Like, well, we don't have influences. Like, like I don't want to say that because what influenced you to start? playing music where like you know you hear a band you're like oh this makes me want to learn vocals this makes you want to pick up a guitar this makes you want to do this like what yeah. were some of the releases or bands that inspired you to start playing music not because like you know I would always say oh what bands influenced you like well you don't have influences it's like that's I understand I yeah that's not nah, what I meant everybody's, yeah. everybody's got influences yeah, I've always cool. said this too but some people are just yeah. like oh we don't like to, to pinhole ourselves in a certain we kind of just take it's like yeah. it's like alright man like we, in the I, corner question they feel like you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's like I just, I just yeah. want to know what bands you like dude like it's, it's not that serious <laughs> i will say that you know what really got me into like early metalcore and in, in high school is for the fallen dreams and chad really was a huge wow that's a throwback huge huge um influence for me so yeah man now like, that you said I, that i can in your vocal style i can for sure hear the chad really for sure you know, i really appreciate that now that dude. you said yeah, that yeah you. It's insane because I, I remember I had like YouTube videos like covers in my room uh, of, of for the Fallen Dream stuff. And Hell I mean, yeah. I've got a lot of influence, a lot of bands I love. Like I listened to metal growing up. And I remember my dad taking me to metal shows and I just like loved the hype. But, you know, once you start getting into it and developing into what you love and, you know, I love I do vocals. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, for the Fallen Dreams in high school was big for me. Like I remember I saw them live that first time. And uh, Chad Rulig's stage energy was just, like, killer. Insane, and yeah. I, I, yeah, I fucking saw myself being like, yo, I could do that up there, potentially. That's the awesome. Right it, you know, so. I love um, that. God, dude. But, yeah, that is a tough question with influences. Also, man, like, I listen, and I know Keith does as well. Like, I, a lot of, obviously not all metalheads listen to metal. Of course, yeah. Pop. Um, Love a lot of jazz. Love a lot of different types of music. Oh, and wow. I think with my lyrical like with my lyrics and a lot of my flow and stuff like that um i've drawn that off just all the influence that i listen to so right not yeah. just drawn not just drawn to the metalcore because the decayer i think definitely in this pestilence ep has a lot of metalcore aspects a lot of hardcore aspects um very heavy we just very very we heavy. just blended it all together because we're just dudes that like to fucking play what we love you know instead yeah. of trying to focus on what everyone is going to want yeah uh we definitely do that, but we at the same time like draw it back to what we're like feeling and it's gonna sound good. So. Correct, and there's nothing wrong with uh, that. Like, like, like pe- pe- people they kind of stigmatize or like, oh, you're just writing to please other people. It's like, no, we're not. We we want to do what we love because you like eventually. Because if you think about it, when people are like, oh, you're just you're just catering to whoever. It's like, no, they're not because you know n- nobody's gonna move or, or or jam out to some shit that they're not they're not gonna feel. You know what I mean? And, and and like if you write something that you know is gonna get people to want to move and want to want to want to jump around, but you want to do it your way, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people are like, oh, you're catering to this person, that person. It's like, nah, dude. It's like, I just want to show my interpretation of what I want to see. Like 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 the shit that I know will have, you know, a good reaction live or or or, or this filter of this is what I would want to see if I'm at a show. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and, and and I think that people kind of stigmatize bands that do that, but they shouldn't because yeah. it in the end it's all art, it's yeah. all subjective, and it's still it's your own spin on like like you're not copy pasting from you know Acacia Strain or Impending Doom or whatever it is like like you're 
you're taking your influences and you're putting your vision on what you want to see, which is awesome. Yeah. Like, and I yeah. love to see like when bands do that, that it's like, yeah, dude, we write stuff that we like to play. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's all it, that's the like only it's a hard concept to do. Correct. <laughs> like, yeah. Almost like, and, almost and, like it's a bad thing to yeah. do. It's like, what the fuck? What about you, yeah. Keith? Um, so I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm the old guy in the band kind of, <laughs> uh, but like, one of one of the first like metal hardcore shows I went to uh, when I was in high school, I was like seventeen. Was uh, the lineup was Misery Signals, Wow, Dylan Dillinger Escape Plan, Holy Zayo, shit. and every time I die. That's right? an insane um, show. Um, Holy oh shit! Yeah, Fuck. and every time I die was touring on the Hot Damn album. Wow, right? and so that's so old. That's like that's like a good album. That's though, like oh seven, oh five. Godspeed up to see on that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was oh I think it was oh five. Yeah. I think it's oh five. Right? Yeah, but like it was like my first like experience really with like like hardcore yeah. or like metal, and I get there and like the energy is just like off the chain, right? That's it's just just crazy. I've seen uh, Dillinger's Escape Plan once, and I was scared out of my mind. That was, that was an insane yeah. show. To this day, it's like and one of the craziest like, I've ever been is, to. This is what I want, right? This yeah. is what I want to do. Like, I want to make other people feel this. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes, uh, well said. And so, I, I mean, I love those bands, right? I love yeah. those bands that, like, when you go see them, like, you get pumped, right? So, of like, course. bands with, um, <clears throat> home hometown band, The Blight, right? When you see oh, them, yeah. like, you get pumped. Um, the bands like bands like the chariot right oh, uh, dude. When, you the, when you see the chariot it's just like you can't help but get excited dude uh, and so those like those kinds of bands when i was younger like i like when you listen to it like they capture they, they kind of capture that excitement absolutely in their music and then also when you see them live like they capture that um and so that made that kind of made me want to play. I mean, get kind of get more into like metal and hardcore, but also like when I play, it made me also want to bring that to other people. When, like when people come to a show, like I want to help them experience that same excitement that I had when I was going to shows uh, when I was younger and experiencing that for the first time. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, especially with the bands that you just listed for your first show, I'm like, shit, no wonder. Like, yeah, seriously, like it's stage presence central right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I've told this story before. Because uh, there's a band that is from uh, the high desert out here in California. They called Cell Damage. We love those guys. They're like our homies. And uh, uh, Cell Damage, like all those guys, are huge fans of the Chariot. And that we were talking, like sharing stories back and forth. Remember the first time I ever saw them? Unfortunately, it was in 2013, which was their last year of being a band. But uh, uh, it was my first, my first time ever going to Warp Tour, and I remember w- walking over to to the stage, and Steve, the guitar player, just had like a guitar cab, and he just like threw it across the stage, and I saw like just like guitars flying in the air, and then Josh Scoggin, who's a maniac, just you know jumping off of speakers and shit. I'm like, oh my god, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, and then when we started Decayer we some of the discussion that we had at the time that we started it in like 2016 a lot of the influence that we discussed were like at the time that music that was the music that was being produced there was a lot of like down tempo kind of deathcore correct and so a lot of a lot of the influence that kind of started decayer came out of bands like traders 
yeah. uh, bands like Body Snatcher, nice. uh, which it has kind of been a very cool experience that we have had the um, opportunity to be able to play with a lot of the bands that kind of influenced uh, the start of our own band. Yeah. Uh, which has been very a very cool experience for us. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. And yeah. do, you, do you think not like playing for a while and and uh, not or maybe not going back on tour? Who knows? Um, <laughs> but like uh, getting back to that whole like stage presence aspect of things, are you guys almost nervous to go back to that? Are you excited? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like uh, I don't want to be like ring rust or anything like that. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's like, are you guys like shit? Do I know how to do this again, or is it <laughs> one of those like, oh, I'm fucking ready and I'm I'm down to do this? You know. I hope my cardio holds up, you know. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I've had four years. I've been out of this band. Mm-hmm. You know, I came back, so I'm ready to fucking go. That's awesome. That's way to put it. Yeah. that's great to hear. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Really, really I feel like that's where a lot of uh, bands are at right now, where they're just like, every, like bands and and fans alike are just like, we've been cooped up in my fucking house for everybody's, a year. Everybody's fidgeting. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. We need to do angry. something. And it's just like I feel like the I know, shows it's, are it's gonna funny. Uh-huh. It's funny, like when you like go in and doing something social now, like mm-hmm. from not doing it before, it's like fun, man. It's like that <laughs> more. It's it's cut like yeah. So we're just so excited. Um, for the future and everything with playing and those mm-hmm. lives because yeah i mean i think it really did hit hard yeah right and it, you know that i think it's a thrill i think yeah definitely there's some nerves there because yeah. it's kind of going to feel foreign again in its own sense but right um i think when it all draws together we're doing what we love so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna really work together and do what we gotta do and, and do you think having that much time off has um, evolved your stage presence or do you think you've, you're almost going to like go back to what you know and then kind of fi- move it from there? You know what I'm saying? Because like not yeah, performing yeah, yeah, in front yeah, of people for, for sure. so long is going to be like, it's going to affect you somehow. But do you think you've changed or do you trip. think you kind of stayed the same, you know? It's a trip because since I've stepped away from it, I've kind of had that thought before and I've mm-hmm. kind of just gone off of like, just just wing it, I guess. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> Just go on because I've, you know, I've definitely had those moments like, you know, in the mirror, like looking at myself and being like, this is the most realistic during mm-hmm. pandemic that I'll get of like trying to, you know, stage presence wise. But um, no, I think it's just in the moment when it comes down to our rehearsals, we can practice as much as we ought to do that. But uh, I think it just it's in the moment type stuff, you know? Yeah. I was gonna feel like most performances that you see that were like the, the performers kind of don't give a shit, you know what I'm saying? And not in the sense yeah. like they, they don't try. Yeah. They, they're like, fuck it, I'm just yeah. gonna do what I do. And like everyone's like, that's fucking good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I right. need the Dillinger Escape yeah, Plan, like, I need the Cherry, like, yeah. I yeah. Space Cowboy, they're, you know, the, 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 oh, it's Sea Space Cowboy is so they're just fucking like, good. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck yeah. and I'm gonna do whatever I want. People are like, fucking more. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you can like just that. get that nervousness and just like take it out of the equation and just be like, you know what? It's, 35, 25, whatever minutes you're up there, mm-hmm. and then I feel like you're gonna do better all around. Absolutely. You know I mean? Even for myself, if I'm nervous, like yeah, it's gonna be able, it's gonna be hard for me to fully perform vocals. But when I'm feeling good and feeling confident, like that's a different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. for anybody, nerves control so much. It's also that thing of trying to like you don't want to be overconfident or like overprepared. Yeah. Because yeah, like even back, back when you I overthink, yeah. back when I used to compete, if I got overprepared, overconfident, it's just like ah, uh, because then you have so many nerves. Like I yeah. feel like that's the same thing for when you perform. Yeah. Because you, 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 you almost nerves. you almost have this predisposition of how you want to perform, and if you don't, you have to live up to that. You like yeah. psych yourself out almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Keith summarized it well, though. I think it's more like the endurance because I've I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, it's, it's sound in there, but it's about keeping it there the whole time. Correct. You know what I mean? yeah. 
So yeah, yeah no, and it's it's really, really it's it's a blessing to be able to uh, actively always practice rehearsal and stuff like that. Right, yeah. touring you're used to it. So I think every single person is going to have to go through that hump again. Mm-hmm. Um, of tour life, like Keith said, cardio, you always have a couple <laughs> feel like you're going to die, but you make it through. Right. <laughs> and, and like when it comes, like now that we are kind of getting back to shows, what are some of the bands that you guys would like to play shows with this coming year? Because, you know, this year is going to have so many doors open for, kick-ass bills and kick-ass lineups like even like we're you know, seeing that we're already seeing that exactly yeah. like like we're like we're seeing like crazy one night shows where like there was a show that was announced in brooklyn it was like it was suffocation mad ball and like someone else I don't even, yeah yeah it was it was like the, the craziest lineup that you'll ever see it's like what the fuck um yeah. yeah and and so who are some kind of bands that you would like to play with at some point in the next calendar year man it's so much good heat right now and there's also a lot of good releases uh it'd be really cool to play with body snatcher again yeah every time every, every single time there's a body snatcher show um everybody's in every the love is fully there you know yeah I mean? and it's just a deep culture and and uh it's always we've always loved playing with them mm-hmm. um trying to think of some newer bands that are popping up keith what do you have to think that's it's tough there's someone that we played with Gate Creeper. Oh, uh, that that Gate Creeper knocked loose towards going to be out of control. Dude, yeah, we so we, we got tickets to that as soon as it went on sale because he knew it was going to sell out of me. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they sold out Chain Reaction in like 20 minutes, something like that. Like it was yeah. just something crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hope. I mean, I I mean, even if we didn't get to play, I'm hoping to see uh, God's hate. At some point uh, this dude. year, if they get to play, because that new album is ridiculous. Oh Insanity, dude! Shout out to God's Hate because we yeah. just we just had Colin on, um, yeah, like, like a, a month, month ago, a couple months yeah. ago, yeah, something like and, that. And yeah. he, dude, he's nicest dude ever, but like, holy <laughs> shit, that that, that album insane. is insanity, man. Yeah, they're actually I, they're announcing a a show in in San Fernando in July. Yeah, I was gonna I say it's uh, it's fucking. Um, they just it was like on their Instagram or something like that. Yeah, they they, just, they, like, they, they put save the date. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. and they're they're gonna uh, play a show at, at this new venue that's gonna pop up in the San Fernando Valley pretty yeah. soon. And uh, but yeah, that's actually another question I wanted to ask you guys. Have you guys noticed new venues popping up in in the Your wake area. of the pandemic? Yeah. Because we've had two new venues open up in L.A. that you know, because, I mean, if you think about it, at least the way we saw it was L.A. had three, well, SoCal had three central hubs. Yeah. We had OC, we had L.A. County, and we had San Diego. Yeah. And the scene in San Diego was way different than the L.A. scene, but, you know, you really, in, in, in terms of the venues, you had Glass House, you had Chain Reaction, you had the Regent Theater, you had... Walmart when the, it was open. The Walmart open is open, but that was really it because you yeah. know everything else is like big theaters, like the Novo or the Fox, like yeah. bigger theaters. And so now that it's it's in the wake of the pandemic, like Chain Reaction almost closed down yeah, completely. Sure. Um, yeah. Thankfully, it didn't. But there was a bunch of new venues that just opened up, like 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 I said, one in Champaign Valley, um, one in Highland Park yeah, that's like say. twenty minutes away from us just opened up a new venue where the that Gatekeeper Not Loose tour was coming through. That Terror and Drain and Dare show with one step closer playing there uh movements not movements um no culture, culture. uh, uh culture. Oh, shit, citizen jesus christ there we go citizen is, is playing there too um but uh um, yeah, have you noticed any venues popping up yeah have you guys? you guys noticed any new venues popping up 
I mean, I, up here in Phoenix, no. There's a lot of a lot of activities been going on at the Rebel Lounge up here, but that venue's been here. So I haven't heard any, but this is such a big city here. I mean, I could just be wrong and there could be some popping up. But mm-hmm. I don't know about Tucson. Tucson could be different because Tucson has definitely like more DIY situations going on and right. more. Uh, so I don't know. Not 100% on that. Um, I, have, I haven't seen a whole lot in Tucson. I know that there was some stuff that uh, with the pandemic, things kind of, there were, we, we did lose some places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some venues that kind of made some transformations in terms of like genres uh, and like what they were focusing on uh, and kind of moved away from like metal into like other genres. But I haven't seen a whole lot of new venues opening up mm-hmm. lately, but I would not, like you mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, if the need's there and like we're all of a sudden there's like a big push for like live music and like all of this stuff starts returning. Um, it wouldn't shock me if you start seeing venues popping up at different places again. Yeah, um, right. That wouldn't, that would I think be, maybe we're in the beginning of it. Like you know, these newer places opening up because, yeah, things are definitely booked, getting booked quick. Yes. Yeah. Like like the, when Acacia's train announced that they were doing that that Dude, yeah. that's uh, yeah. slow decay wormwood tour, oh, like yeah. that sold out chain in five minutes. Like as soon as your professional page tickets were gone. Yeah. And yeah. so like you know and stuff like that. But you know now that there is a need for, I guess, live music again. I feel like like you said there is going to be that that surge pretty soon of, of it popping up like everywhere because you know we've had like DIY venues here DIY venues there we've like um, I don't know if you guys saw but when uh, that pop-up show that it was like uh, Tsunami and Drain okay, Zibalba up in the bay yeah they did that pop-up show behind the warehouse and like what was it like something crazy like like, like almost like a thousand I bet that was up. nuts dude it dude, was insanity <laughs> it was. Uh, I love Zibalba man that's one of my favorite uh, yeah, yeah same dude. same I bet that was just nuts yeah, oh, Nate, yeah. Nate's, Nate's a really nice guy he's like he's one of the best dudes mm-hmm. and like you know um, Brian is a super nice guy too and then uh but yeah, like I don't know if you saw, but Gulch they had like they did that Elijah cover and they had Zach Vargas come up and do vocals for that. Elijah. They covered an Elijah song, insanity, dude. People popped off. I'm like Jesus, dude. I was so jealous. I couldn't go to that. I was so mad. San Fernando, Santa Fe, San Jose, San Jose. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, and it goes back to California having so many good bands, though. You know, like thinking on it. You know. Yeah, but um. Yeah. Thinking you band to play with Zabulba. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was no thinking of bands that to Zabulba. we might that we'd like to play with. One of them, I think, would be our, our label mates at this point would be Upon a Burning Body. Oh, uh, yeah. They yeah. we we'd love to at some point, hopefully, maybe share the stage with them. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and okay. we're close to them as well. Luckily, Texas is yeah. too far away. I was about to say, yeah. just do a little little shoot over to Texas. Also, our dudes in monasteries—they're from England. Yeah, um, we're really—we've become really good friends with them, just becoming kind of label mates at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're stoked because we definitely want to connect with them and try to see the influence we can do that they can do over here, not over there. Yeah, right. I was going to say, would you want to do like a European tour essentially, or would you yeah. just like to get the fuck over Absolutely. there, you know, and just be like, yeah. hey, that's that's a place that's that's somewhere where we're trying to go 100 percent. yeah that's awesome that would be super but uh but yeah kind of now that you mentioned label mates so uh tell me how you guys got introduced to seek and destroy like like how are sorry uh wow oh my god 
I, Deacon Strike. Deacon Strike, thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're professionals, we professionals, swear. Professionals, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, I think but, I said Seek and Strike one time, too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, like, like, tell me how you guys got introduced to Seek and Strike. Like, like, how did that kind of conversation go? Because obviously, you know, um, you, you guys put out your last EP on, on We Are Triumphant, right? Yeah. Okay, so how did you guys kind of get the process going? Like, okay, we have an EP, we want to release it, and then Seek and Strike's like, hey, you know. Yeah. So I came in and like the talking, I like came back into the band when they were already uh, approached by Steve. So I think Steve will probably have more info on that. Yeah, I mean, so like I said, when when we started 2016-ish, like we were pretty influenced by a lot of like the originally like the down tempo style, right? Um, and early on, we had some talks with We Are Triumphant, and at the time. Right, if you're listening to down tempo deathcore bands, like, they were the go to, yeah, like yeah, yeah. and so we're like this Body is Snatcher, all those bands, yeah, yeah. So we're like, yeah. this is yeah. this is cool, right? This right. was super cool. So we took that opportunity, um, worked with them for a while, and then our la- our contract was nearing the end, um, and Seek and Strike reached out uh, to us, and we we had some discussions online and. Uh, we told them that like our contract was coming up with We Are Triumphant, and they set up um, a call with us, uh, and we then had some discussions. And it wasn't too long after that that I mean, Sean came in, and we had some discussions uh, at that point. So, um, pretty much, that's I mean, that's how it went. Uh, that's awesome. We just, yeah. And and and, and how was that experience for you guys? Like you know. Uh, transitioning from one label to another label and kind of just figuring this out. Like, like how, how, how is that, that process for you guys? Like, like, you know, was, was it kind of tedious? Was it, was it a kind of a relief? Like, okay, cool. We have somewhere we can like a side of relief or we just kind of just like, you know, how, 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 how was that experience for you guys? I mean, um, go ahead. Chuck. No, no, no. I was just going to say, uh, rejoining decayer and like all the stuff that they did on weird Trump. And it was uh, for me, like, I was just trying to gain all the knowledge of what was going on within that time that I needed to brush up on. So right. It was definitely like a lot for me at one time. Um, but luckily it was easy to understand. You know what I mean? And it was, it was established and the dudes laid it out really well. That's good. Yeah, the transition has been really good. I mean, the, yeah. the, the guys that speak and strike are real, uh, they're, they're consistent in their communication. Uh, they, that's very, they're, important. Yeah, but I mean, we we know they they keep us in the loop uh, in terms of like what they want, what they expect. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sean talks talks to them on a fairly on a fairly consistent basis. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so and that I mean, and that's it's it's a different feel. Uh, I mean, Sean Sean wasn't there the entire time when we were with uh, We Are Triumphant, right? Um, but that. It's 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 a difference. So we were not we were not necessarily in a like constant communication with them. Uh, we knew what they expected and what they wanted, but it was not like a daily thing. Um, and Seek and Strike seems to be a bit more hands on, which is uh, in in a way cool because we now I mean we kind of know like the direction that they want to go and like mm-hmm. uh, what what they what they want with um, with the band and like the record label and stuff, which is nice. Right. It kind of streams on the communication and the, the expectations for you and them at, at the same time. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And we have yeah. a lot of our like listeners and, 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 and viewers are 
more on the the local side of things and the the smaller scale of things. So I know they would have the question of how how did you guys even get into a label and like you know what was the process of that because you know most of the the, the people that we you know talk about or, or, or have you know interviews with are very local and you know kind of just putting their shit out on the internet and kind of hoping to god they get you know some callback or something like that but you know do you have either like a like a tip or anything like that to kind of put your foot in the door or anything along those lines um For, for us, we had, I mean, it kind of, it kind of worked out that we had like a, a local, uh, we are triumphant rep Mm -hmm. here in town for a while, Mm -hmm. uh, which helped. And so he was able, he was able to like see us and we were able to like have communication with him, uh, which, which definitely helped in, in that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say just keep grinding. Uh, especially now with the, with the tools that everybody has at your disposal, uh, the ability to put things out on the internet and get that, get it in front of, uh, in front of as many eyes as possible, uh, potentially look possibly at like booking agents, uh, over, over possibly even like my, my thought would be possibly for those fans that have not yet reached like the label status, maybe look for like a booking agent before you look at the label status mm-hmm. and a booking agent may be able to get you on some of those shows that get you more like eyes uh, yeah. on the internet that you noticed. Um, because that's a big thing, right? People start seeing those flyers and they're like, who's this band? How did they get on this show? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's a big, that's a big deal. It seems to be a general right. consensus is more or less like, lack of a better word, networking, essentially, and just kind of, like, talking to the right people and yeah, kind of just being like, hey, we're really good. Please listen to us type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I Sorry. Uh-huh. I just wanted to ask you guys. Uh, I like to ask this question to just, like, some of the bands because it's been a long time since 2020 started and the pandemic hit. We've like all been locked. <laughs> it, it, it feels like four years. I feel like I'm in my 30s now. Yeah. I'm 23. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just... I, just, I am in my <laughs> how dare you how dare you i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> too, real, too real uh i just wanted to ask like what do you guys find yourself doing outside of music like what do you guys find yourself doing rec- recreationally like for fun like what do you guys like to do to pass time oh man yeah well we live in the, the desert so it's super hot outside so mm-hmm. we're always trying to stay cool in here but um i love you know like I, i'm into marketing i have like my own marketing um Instagram called Filthy Breakdowns. I, That's right. I was going to ask that. you, Filthy Breakdowns is your page, right? Oh, no that shit. Is my yeah. Page. yeah. Oh, shit. It's funny because I didn't know that before we got the email from, from your guys. And um, we like would send each other clips from that thing like every other Dude, week. Yeah. I'd be like, what the yeah. fuck is oh. this? <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah, funny. We, we, were, we, were, we were big fans of that page like, prior so to this. Oh, so thank like, you, brother. Yeah, of course. I thank started you. that even before I got back into the care. Dude, so thank was, you. I know. How long has that page been up? I feel like it's been up for like forever. I have actually right under a year dude really yeah <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> what i told you it's yeah. been like four years dog yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i feel like it's been so much longer I, no dude, way. that's why i said earlier yeah I, I um honestly man like i learned a lot um from being into care in the beginning leaving to care getting older and running tilty breakdowns doing it organic yeah. kind of creating different senses with the meme the edits 
I make and stuff like that and the bands I feature. But I just kind of threw that into the care, kind of what I'm doing with the marketing and mm-hmm. with our team and everything. Um, but yeah, man, Filthy Breakdowns was before rejoining to care just at my old apartment. There we go. Oh, that's awesome. I was, I was about to ask and if I just even... kind of wanted to create an archive of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, that's, I'm assuming you had brought all that knowledge kind of into to care and kind of just been like, hey, I actually know how to do this really well. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, man, it's just kind of, it was do as I go, pretty much. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of this stuff. Like I got more into video editing mm-hmm. and I had to learn. And um, it's crazy, man, that you, you know, you set your mind to something, you have time away, mm-hmm. uh, what it can turn into. So it's still growing and I love, I love marketing. So that's been like a big push for me outside of the care is helping a lot of the bands and working with bands. And like, that's what's kind of helped, I think, with development, with mm-hmm. my vocals, uh, with writing processes, you know, just being influenced by all these different bands coming to me you know what i mean and yeah. hearing all this new talent that's coming out it's massive and a lot of the bands are definitely uh fitting that uh full marketing package you know what i mean of having the full um you know music video mm-hmm. lyric video following up with singles and the influence is definitely it's getting harder to uh get yourself out there but yeah. kind of keith said it keith said it well um it's just about being consistent yes and and that consistency is key and a lot of people fall off and it's about keeping yourself on. So right. I like, love that, man. I love fitness. Um, I love to hike out here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of kind of cliche to say. If I, I literally would say this. If there was a beach in Arizona and it was like 25 degrees cooler, it'd be perfect here. Yeah. Like, we're in our hottest part of the year. So a lot of us are like staying indoors. And uh, I'm just playing a lot of PS5 and Apex, man. Nice. Hey. You got a PS5. I'm but jealous. who's your main? But who's your main on Apex? Yeah, he's he's oh, man. he's, I'm, he's I'm like Val- an... I'm Valkyrie. I'm Valkyrie. Dude, till death. you and my girlfriend, fucking both, dude. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> who's dude. your main? Who's your main? I bounce between. I used to be a really big Bloodhound main. Uh, I just got crypto, so I'm. I Bloodhound main now. Okay. Um, yeah. But I've been playing nice. a lot of Bloodhound Re- is tight. Bloodhound's yeah. my secondary. I've been playing a lot sure. of Revenant recently, and that's been getting that's been helping a lot. And then if not him, um. Oh God, uh, Octane! Just because he's busted right now, but that's that's, that's <laughs> sort of a side point. Yeah, my, my Octane, aka Crackhead. Correct. Yeah, my my, my girlfriend yeah. means Mirage, and she just like infuriates people when she plays yeah, Apex. Shit. Yeah, yeah. We uh, it's funny because he, like he's like Apex Savage over here. He's not like really. you know, <laughs> don't don't do that to me. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh yeah, we'll have to squad up sometime. Yeah, boys. dude, absolutely. Um, Keith, what about you? What do you end up doing? Uh, I just read a lot, man. I just been, I just been uh, reading a, reading a lot of <laughs> reading a lot of books lately. That's uh, that's about it, man. Nice. Um, this is a really awkward question, but oh, I like go. I like here to read go. a lot of. No, it's it's not like that bad. It's just I like to read a lot as well. But just like, what's your favorite book? Because I know this that's is an awkward that's question. A, that's a this broad is, question. No, because this is super relevant question. No, but it's just like it's awkward because I know when I get asked, I'm just like, oh my god, because I read a lot of different genres. Yeah, I read sense. biographies to fiction novels. Like I have fiction novels as my favorite book, so it's just weird to ask because you don't know yeah, you so don't know what to bring it so down big. to. Yeah. So like Keith, that's, what would what would be your favorite book? That's yeah, that's tough. Um, I mean. I have a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of books that I really enjoy. I mean, one of them, I guess, that would stick out um, is called Ishmael. Um, and it's going to, I mean, it's, it's going to sound really weird uh, in its description, uh, but it's it's about a telepathic gorilla, right? Um, That's awesome. But, like, it's, 
it's basically about like it's like it, it's kind of like it's a philosophy book is basically what it is but like the gorilla kind of is the character that the author uses to explain like the philosophy views um and it was a uh, pretty in- influential on like uh, a lot of a lot of ways um that i kind of uh view i mean the world uh and so it was uh yeah. one of my one of my favorite I was going to say it that's amazing. Already like a like a very introspective book that kind of yeah on makes you think about stuff. Just you're like telepathic girl. I'm like that's more. There's deeper than that. It's not yeah. A, like it's not that. There's but like, more. Yeah, but like like when I do, I'm kind of the same way. Like whenever I do read, like I, I love reading stuff like that. Once like I'm like I'm a, yeah, right. Um, but like you know, like like I used to read like a lot of like Isaac Asimov and like you know like like Robot Dreams and stuff like that. Where you know it, it really makes you think and gives you perspective on some of the things that you never would have thought about elsewhere like elsewhere where like like you know if you're just like watching a movie unless it's like some just like crazy you know three hour introspective I watched the journey cut. yeah right <laughs> um but you know sometimes you have to like journey out into mediums you would never really consider yeah. as thought provoking to seek kind of that 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 knowledge that you know like like because like for me whenever i read something or watch something i want to feel like i'm taking something from it like i walk away with more than i had you know because like a a, a lot of books or or movies or tv shows or even music albums were like you listen to it and you you don't feel that anything's changed like you know you don't drastically like like you, you there's not a lot you can take from it but like i've always loved where you find something that you can take with you mm-hmm from that experience of you reading it or watching it or listening to whatever it is that you can kind of keep with you after that point, you know? So that's, that's, that's really cool that that you, that you mentioned that because, you know, it's, it's, it's getting, it seems like it's getting increasingly more difficult to, to, to find things that'll, that'll make you think like that, you know? Find something that'll challenge your point of view. Correct. Because a lot of things right now, like it tries to cater to whoever's reading it. It's like an echo chamber by the end of the day. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a history teacher, uh, and oh, so I, I read. Awesome. I read a lot of non. I read a lot of nonfiction, mm-hmm. and so that's. I mean, I try to. I try to try to uh, get as as much as much as I can, uh, in out of out of what I read. So can that's I awesome. re- can I recommend a book to you? Ooh. Yeah, it's called Tattoos on the Heart. So okay, down here, it's like Reddit next. Down, <laughs> like, <"Fuck."> down here <laughs> in Los Angeles, we have something called Homeboy Industries. Yeah. And oh, Homeboy yeah. Industries is it was created as a way to help gang members in the area to get out of that sort of lifestyle and to try and increase their way of life. Yeah, ho- and Homeboy, try to help them be Homeboy better. Industries. So Home, Homeboy in the LA was was very very important for a yeah, lot of people that we knew grew up, growing up because you know my family's from Highland Park and so like it's a very a very gang infested area. Mm-hmm. So you know my family and people that I knew as family, Homeboy was very very important to. Yeah. to keeping Los Angeles safer for the youth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the book just follows Father G- Gregory Boyle who founded Homeboy Industries and it just goes through his whole journey of creating it, how he wanted to help these people and he even goes in depth into stories about these gang members like gang members he might have seen who have died like in front of him who he's helped like lift it up from extreme poverty and like drug ridden infested places to like to where they have their own businesses to where they're helping out run homeboy industries like it's just it's an amazing story of just very thought provoking it's very thought provoking because you just see a different perspective of just that kind of culture 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, I, actually, kind of funny too because I, I think I think that also plays a big part in the differences between Los Angeles and elsewhere. Is like I don't know if 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 Arizona has a big issue with gangs, but like in LA, it's like everywhere you go is turf. Like especially yeah, sure. like San, like, San, like especially like LA County, San Diego Valley. Like you know, you can't go two blocks two blocks yeah. without <laughs> bumping into like because you know you've always yeah. seen those in like movies they have the shoes up on the telephone pole but like but it's yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's really like that in LA yeah, like, they tagged oh. down the street like yeah, I was gonna two yeah. weeks ago yeah, no yeah shit. like you know growing up with friends whose whose parents were in gangs or whose families were yeah. in gangs or like you know friends friends who were in gangs are in gangs you know like that that's that's a big that's a big thing in LA and it kind of just influences the culture too it's so different than you know like even NorCal like NorCal is the same thing where uh you know going elsewhere like you know it's like i said to texas or to you know the east coast it's so different where it's 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 a it's a different kind of trap you know what i mean like, i don't know if yeah. if if arizona struggles with the, with those same things but but uh but yeah yeah i mean yeah we do mm-hmm. um but it's just that california is a different culture obviously yeah, than uh than arizona mm-hmm. um and the gangs are there, but I, I, given that it's just not really like the type of like walking city, walking town, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, have a lot of people walking around right. and their thing. Um, I think that we just don't see it as much, but in reality, um, of course, yeah. Phoenix, yeah, it's, yeah. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of gang violence. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still going on, but I know what you mean because it's just more, it's more spread out, obviously in LA. Yeah, and it's also much more prominent. Like it's kind of more in your face. Where like, pe- like people in LA are, are yeah. much bold, much more bold about it. In, in this, yeah. yeah, and we but we hear it. I mean, the other side of it too is, I mean, he's probably going to this too. But we, you know, you're hearing stuff all the time on the yeah. news. Oh yeah. Um. So it's yeah, it's always there. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Dude, what a really what a turn to get to this place. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like all of us are like, how about your music? We're like, yeah, gangs. Yeah, but, but <laughs> hey, uh, man. But one thing I, I do want to kind of ask you guys um, before we kind of wind down is w- this is kind of a, a very broad, kind of very like uh, not a generic question, but it's kind of a, a very uh, uh, kind of vague question. But th- it's meant to be vague because I didn't want to hear your perspectives and interpretations on this question. Releasing an EP like Pestilence, what what did you guys or what do you guys hope to achieve or accomplish with this release as a, as a band, even as individuals? Uh, I mean, for for me, I mean, it's probably a different. I probably had a different perception than the rest of the dudes in the band. It was about consistency, about keeping this band name that. Uh, was so successful even before my return mm-hmm. um and on even on top of that of you know obviously on each release you want to do a little bit better of course you fine you want to figure out what you know what to change maybe where your weaknesses and where your strong points were um but i i think i would say that i i just expected for us to feel comfortable with what we were going to release next to not be able to look back at this and be like, you know, I hate this, I hate that. Yeah, we, I think we did what we needed to do, um, and we learned a lot from it. So this was a big, you know, learning through the pandemic. We learned a lot from this release. And, yeah, um, learned a lot coming back into the band. Um, but it's prepared us for uh, the future and you know what's to come and more opportunity and whatnot. Well said. What about you, Keith? Um. I like I, I like Sean said consistency. 
I like, I like, I mean, with, with every release that you want to put out something that, I mean, that you feel is as good as the last thing that you put out or better, right? You want to put out, you, you want it to at least be as good as the last thing you put out. Uh, you hope that it's better uh, than course, the last yeah. thing that you put out. Um, and so uh, that was, I mean, that was something uh, being consistent, especially I mean, we're we're original members of the last album that we did put out. We had some some different uh, members, and one of those things, along with consistency, is I did want to put out an EP that said, even though we may have had some changes, right, we're still this, we're we're still the same or better, right, than we were previously. Uh, and so that was some, that was something that like, I, I really wanted to, to focus on. And like, even though like we may have had a, a line of change in terms of maybe vocals, uh, or, um, drums or, or something that, uh, we're still just as good or even better at this point, uh, now. Um, but also I just wanted to, I wanted to put out something that people like, you know, that's yeah. just, I mean, I love, I love, I love doing this. I love playing. Uh, and so I just, I just enjoy putting something out that I enjoy, right. Doing things that I playing music that I like and of course. I hope that, other, that other people like it too. And that's, and that's very uh, important to, to do something that you, that you want to do and, and want to be invested in because you know, if, if, if the desire isn't there, it's, yeah. I feel it, like people see through that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but just, I have a, uh, just a couple more questions before we, before we, uh, uh, wrap up, but, uh, do do you guys struggle, or do you find yourself struggling with with uh, not wanting to make filler tracks? Where like you know sometimes if if you you know you hear bands that that put out music and f- some songs don't feel as as personal, they, they they feel like filler tracks. Where like mm-hmm. we need something to occupy this space. Like like do you, do you guys struggle with that, or like do you kind of refine every idea until you're okay with putting it out, or do you find yourself like oh no this sounds like this sounds disingenuous or this sounds like a filler song. I don't want to use this. You're like, is that not something to get you that because like you guys don't struggle with that or, or, or you know, yeah, how do you deal with that? Essentially? Yeah, how, do, how do you guys deal with, with that? I mean, <clears throat> for, I mean, I, the, what we've done since with the care and I, I think this has kind of been our thing is, uh, it's definitely been track by track, mm-hmm. you know, instead right. of being like, here's six tracks, here's seven tracks. Um, I mean, in my experience, I guess, but, um, yeah, we've just thrown the same amount of work into each track that we've developed the same amount of, you know, vocal, every single aspect to it. Um, that I think that we haven't really had, you know, I think that there has been definitely, I, I believe in that for sure. filler tracks, but we, uh, recently with the recent releases, each track we have just felt very confident on yeah that's yeah that's 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 the biggest it thing it does is, seem very quality over yeah. quantity type correct of, type and 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 that's yeah, why i was asking is because yeah. you get you guys decided to release an ep in the full length is because you know and like i said because you guys are always writing that's why i asked like do you guys struggle with with filler but you know because you guys cared so much about your music and about your work it's it's good and it's refreshing to hear that you don't that you like no, we're we're gonna go track by track and make sure every song is good before we like okay, this is done. And like you yeah. keep revising it. Like like, does it ever get frustrating for you to kind of just keep revising a song over and over and over again to like you polish it to you want? Like, like does it get frustrating? Or like, do you enjoy the process of repetition, repetition, repetition? The repetition? Grind, yeah, basically. 
Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's like, it's like a, a essay, man. When you're in high school, you know what I mean. You just like get it edited by five people, and you finally, you know, realize. But no, it's when we're all together. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like that magic that when we're in the room and we know that that track's done, we all like look at each other and we're just like, that's it, you know, nice. off for mastering, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, and no, and yeah, we change stuff up, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's like something definitely about our like fundamental writing with David having kind of like he's I think he's definitely honed in on his uh, his just all around musicianship and writing with everything recently that it's been easier for Keith for I for a drummer to do what we do because now we're like really working together. Um, yeah, probably the best way to put it. Nice. So, uh, final question that I'm, I'm genuinely curious for you guys is what are, what, what's a major goal or goals that you have with this release in 2021? Like, like, like what is, like, what is a, a, a bar you're hoping to set or something that you're, you're hoping to achieve, you know, with this release? I would say get our name and get this, you know, play pestilence as everywhere and anywhere we can, obviously. Love um, it. Nice. We're so world definitely tour. big. Yeah, right? Decay or world tour, baby. Remember what we said <laughs> earlier? European tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Decay yeah. European tour 2021. We we um we definitely like something about us too is like we believe in all the hard work that you have to do. Even bands that are established and signed, like they're still throwing in that hard work that bands that aren't yeah. you know signed are doing. Some of these bands that are killing it aren't even signed, you know? So we're yeah. it's, it's incredible that we're living in this world, but um you know, we, we just want to a big push for us in the future of Decayer is live performance touring festivals. Of and course, yeah. that's what, that's what we are focusing on now. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, uh, definitely, uh, with uh, everything, with all of the, the music, that, all of the live shows that are coming back and all of the festivals that are coming back, uh, we would definitely like to get on at least a couple of those fests and festivals. Oh, um, yeah. They're happening, and I would, uh, like we said, keep the, keep keep your eyes open. There we go for yeah. for Hell. an announce for an announcement that's, that's coming out. Yeah, I love that. We cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> right, I right. love that. May or yeah. may not come out. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> well, thank you guys yeah. so much. You guys were wonderful to talk to. You guys were. You guys it was were a fantastic pleasure, man. Review. Thank you for yeah. having us, uh, dude. Yeah, thank you very honestly, much. Honestly, anytime you guys want to want to come back on, please let us know. We'll probably we'll probably hit you up again within the next couple of months to get you guys back on. And hey, we're ab- we're down. If you guys are ever in Los Angeles, yeah, please let us know. Get you in person. You can come down to the studio, please. We would love to have you guys in person it's an apartment not a studio don't get it twisted <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice. studio he don't even we're gonna retcon that we, yeah. <laughs> i'll love we'll, we'll be there for sure awesome. yeah. hell yeah uh, please right. plug away you guys yeah Where please we find anything, anything plug like away yeah. please that's sorry, i didn't hear that say, say that one more oh, time sorry no, uh, uh, <laughs> plug away like anything you guys want to plug social media handles oh, yeah, yeah, we find yeah, you guys yeah. whatever please go ahead dkrazy instagram dkrazy platforms is out across everywhere um, Devil's Tongue lyric video is out. Expect some announcements from us. Uh, like we said again, we're stoked to be playing all of our stuff live, and we're gonna have bigger announcements on that as well. Love it, sweet. On that note, um, you can follow us on TikTok at STM Podcast, Instagram Strawberry Death Machine, all one word. YouTube Strawberry Death Machine. We also have gaming YouTube uh, Strawberry Death Machine Gaming, Twitch 
Strawberry Death Machine. Twitch.tv forward slash Strawberry Death Machine. There we go. Whatever. We also have another. <laughs> Whatever. You're the one who does it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God damn. Go follow Strawberry Death Machine. We love you guys. <laughs> yes. We love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> follow Decare. Yes, please. Follow Decare. Yes. Listen pestilence. to Pestilence. Yes, that shit smacks if you want some heavy shit. And may or may, maybe or maybe not buy their tickets to an upcoming you know, show that may or may not be happening. We don't know. Finger point size hy- emoji. It's all Ooh. hypothetical. It's all hypothetical. We have no it's idea. It's not this happening is... at all, but it might. But it might. Yeah. <laughs> it is so, short. So for sure, spend your money on something that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Schrodinger's exactly. concert. Will it happen or will it, will not? it not? We, know, yeah, exactly. we don't yeah. know. Hell yeah. <laughs> on that note, we'll right. see you guys in, uh, in the beginning of season five. I don't even know. Four? I don't even Who know. Knows, dude? Well, thank you guys so much for paying attention this whole season. <laughs> we love, we love all the guests. We yeah. love to KRAZ. Please Go follow them, listen to their music. Oh, shit, yeah. We'll catch you guys uh, soon. Yeah, who knows? Pretty soon. Maybe yeah, in a month or two. Who knows? Maybe in a month or two. We'll see. Or not. All right. All right, y'all. Thank Bye. you guys for listening. Deuces. Bye.